0: YouTubers and friends, how y'all doing? Welcome to another Tuesday Night Hangout Live with Toledo Jazz Dano and I. Tonight we have the return visit of a fellow treasure hunter, metal detectorist, live streamer, and whatnot. So don't go away, we'll be right back with DK from Adventures in Dirt. Hello everybody,
1: and welcome to another episode of Tuesday Night. (laughs)
0: You <laughs> got a hot mic, Dano. Shreddy. He got a hot mic.
2: Shreddy. Well, he said it. I'm just repeating what he said. <laughs> That's what they're talking about in the chat room. He's got
0: a ball. Are they talking about that in the chat room? Yes. I've, I, I've been trying to figure out something with my strings. Hey, they don't need,
3: they don't need us to steer them to the gutter. No, they're already there. They all live there. <laughs> hey,
0: Flash Fam, how y'all doing tonight? What's
3: up, everybody? What, what's... <laughs> Been watching the chat; it's so funny. Oh, Dano, Jesse. So, hey, we should we should say hi
0: to our chat friends. I uh, we probably should. Sure
3: go for uh, it benzo was number one tonight benzo bro yeah followed by the one and only world's greatest moderator it mr yeah i god detecting how are you hey, mama, mama bear gold
2: pro unlimited here and ed's brother james is in oh yes early
0: yes. my big brother jim
2: that's
0: Good seeing you, bro. Bring gold prospectors in, Gold pro love You missed it, Uh-oh. Jim. Mom was in the room last week.
3: Let's go. How's it going tonight? Digologist.
0: To hey, Digologist. Long
2: time no yeah. see. Jeff Berry's out there. Susan uh, Hamilton. Susan, JP Lawns and more.
0: Yep. I, I told Susan it was good seeing her again. Very good. Today. Been been
4: a while. She
3: hasn't been right. She hasn't been here in a while. We miss you. What's up, guys? We miss
4: Isn't you. gold. What's up, Jeff?
2: Jeffrey, in
4: here with us again. Uh,
0: if We're Jeffrey's here, uh, two toads might be lurking. He does. Maybe Girl
2: you know. Relic Hunter's here. I haven't seen her in the room in a little bit.
0: The Ugly Prospector, welcome,
2: welcome. Shaul's prospecting. <laughs>
0: yep. Teddy, C, how you go doing tonight. Jason Keith prospecting, he's, now, there's, there's an the issue he might he have to deal to with, you know? but let's Ooh. say he he's going to be the Avengers longest,
4: the huh. oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that
0: that guy, yeah, <laughs> he's, a, he?
4: he's a troll, just ignore that guy, <laughs> <laughs> ski searcher, hey, take care of him,
2: there's a Mark Thomas, Oh, Outdoor Influencer, he's in here. Yep. Um, no, along
0: with Snorkel food. Pirate, welcome. Dennis
2: Hendrick, how are
0: you tonight? Ambient Girl.
3: Carrie oh, Curry. See up, Mark
0: Thomas, I'm sorry I missed your birthday the other week.
3: Digologist. farmer, is for a truth. Hmm. says,
2: hammer down, everyone
3: right yeah he said he
2: was here for benzo he just didn't want to say
3: nothing Ah. Uh-huh. i'm sorry it only counts if you say something hey ron oh, shot here chrissy oh, what's up chrissy chrissy
0: here. robert or i mean johnny I don't hey, know what girl
4: how are you tonight? treasure vixens in house
0: oh, yeah. oh yeah oh
2: yeah how's it going ladies what's up And and Rose,
0: good to see you. They're coming to Flash Bash along with Snorkel Pirate and Outdoor Influencer. And Luke Duke should be coming. I don't know why he's he's not. He's only right next door. I I don't want to talk to him. Hey, BC Treasure Trails, I'm mad at Luke Duke. He had tons of time to get time off. Tons of time to get things fixed. Jeez. Mad at you, Luke, dude. It's okay. You're a brother. We love you, but still. (laughs) Oh, man. I just saw someone else in here. Ski searcher, good seeing you. Yeah.
3: Is that a new person? (laughs) No, they've
0: been around before. Oh, okay. Oh, wait. Look. What? I don't believe my eyes. Which Earth was? Radio's actually on time this on week. On time? What? What? Yeah, he should be. You know, we went on this time frame, this slot, Not this
3: particular day,
0: like almost three years ago, just for there him. Hey, Ghost
2: Well, yes. Gold Adventures with Raven and Smacker. Ravens, hey,
0: Raven, Little... Skipper Rock, how you doing? I mean, smack <laughs> um, rock HD. Man, Miley Man
2: one... showed up.
0: Another one's going to be oh, out. I
2: dead, but Miley Man showed up.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Good to see you, Mike.
3: Bottle Hawk.
0: Mike's a good man.
4: Bottle Hawk. We're in the house. What's up, dudes?
0: Dudes.
4: Audrey and
0: Rach.
2: Oh, there's Dwight. Ignore him. Ignore him. Ignore
0: him. Yeah, he's one of those guys who changes his names. Hey Dwight. <laughs> Welcome for coming back. Over,
4: Audra. Rachel, thanks for coming over, guys.
0: They're awesome. I wish their show I could catch a little bit of their show like I tried to do with Charlie Risers. Um, um, excellent. Excellent. Mally
3: Man.
2: M- so, I've been corrected by Ed, MA Lyman.
3: Okay, okay MA a- Lyman. Mally M- Man. Whatever.
4: <laughs> HD Shovel Ed is in the house.
3: Yeah, that's the other uh, one. He's a
0: good friend of ours. Yep. Yeah.
4: Great to Hi. see you, man. Bottle Hawk.
0: That's a new one here. Bottle hawk sounds bottle like sounds a bottle digger to me. Yeah, yeah. Bottle
4: That's I cool.
0: Man. I like bottle
3: digging. It's cool.
0: So do I. Many yeah, forms of treasure hunting.
4: Then again, I like to bottle empty sometimes, just every now and then. <laughs> I like to empty them first.
3: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Find oh, them full, empty them. <laughs> That's it. You miss every bit of it, where it will? <laughs>
2: Hit that thumbs up, folks. You gotta hit that thumbs up. Oh, yeah. So
0: this week. Oh, what a week. What a week. Oh, yeah.
2: It was a great weekend. I, I can't all weekend. It was we were supposed to, yeah, right.
3: We were all supposed to meet up to, uh, to scout the, uh, the Flash Bash site, uh, plan some plans. And I was there. And Daniel got there. (laughs) I left the house to get there. About about 45 minutes into my drive. Ring, ring. Ring, ring. Oh, Ed, what's he want? Oh, that, yeah. Lovely
0: memory. Yes, certainly. Tell him what you wanted, Ed. I wanted a kiss (laughs) really bad, but...
4: Dano, nice Dano old.
0: really helped me out with that, because he's <laughs> like, calm down, because I talked to Dano before I talked to you, right, and, oh, man, I didn't wonder, doggone truck, but, you know, she's been a good truck, and she's an no 4 so, maybe I'll get a new truck soon, <laughs> I doubt it, Oh. But hey, on the bright side, it's fixed. But the alternator, starter, new battery later, a tow truck fee. But there's people in the chat room right now that help me take a bite out of that. Saw that. Where will was I, one of them.
3: Hi, Sonia. You that you had, you had a an emergency auction Saturday because that was that was a lot of that was a lot of money all out at one time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody pulled know. in and helped out. Yep, that was cool. That was very cool.
0: Yeah, I sold a little more gold than I would have liked to, but hey, it gives me a good reason to say, "Honey, I'm going prospecting." <laughs> hey,
3: and and,
4: and I'm not,
3: I'm not bitter because I didn't get to go to the creek and hang out and, and finally get outside for being cooped up for two months. I'm you not, know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not either.
0: I'm of. just I'm bitter so because Dano had a good time on the river. Is why I'm bitter.
3: Oh, no. love, you, love you, house, love I'm you, Daniel.
0: Love you, Daniel. I'm
3: happy for Dano. You got
0: to go out. And so am I. So am he I. To be out. Yes, I would have loved you made it, but I think I chose the wiser decision.
3: You wouldn't have made it.
0: I would have never have made it. No, and then I would have been farther. And, and,
3: then my and, tow
0: bill would have been grandier.
3: And, and I was really <coughs> no help other than call a tow truck, Ed. <laughs>
0: well you kept me company while you were there. You got the stuff you needed from me. Right. Yeah, I did do. We did we did accomplish something. We did accomplish part of the mission. Right. But not quite be. all of it. I I wanna give a shout out to a fellow treasure hunter uh from the New Zealand. Our little brother in the detecting world, and he pans, magnet fishes, all kinds of cool stuff with him and his brother. Our friend Marius from Marius Adventures. Happy birthday.
4: Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. Marsh.
0: Mm. He's
3: a good little kid.
2: So, Jesse, did you fire up your new toy yet?
3: No. I, I, I'm... I had to go to therapy this morning, and I went did some other things. So not yet. I'm a scared. I'm a scared. <laughs> I'm a scared. I don't want. Well, I mean, we just we just got enough, right? I don't want to. I, want, I don't want to ruin any right off the bat. So, so you guess- watching fifty YouTube
2: videos before you ever start.
3: Yeah, I've been watching some videos. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's one good thing about YouTube. If you want to know how to do something, you go, how do you do this? Hmm. And you'll get three or four people. Watch a you. YouTube video. Yeah, watch a YouTube video. i will tell you how. Yep. Anywhere from, anywhere from troubleshooting your refrigerator, your stove, your washer and dryer, your furnace, your car.
0: You name it. You're using it, or friend DK here used it recently. Right.
3: (laughs) I I bet, I bet, yeah. (laughs) I bet, I bet if if a person had enough brain power to to figure out what they were actually watching and be able to to do it, they could actually learn how to build a house. Just watching you. You know, right? Just but it would take a long time, but wouldn't that be that would be a cool YouTube video?
1: <laughs>
4: yeah, <laughs> it
3: would be cool. Yeah, you know, but and get them
4: right to the end and be like, all right, if you want to finish this project, 250 more dollars back to my Patreon account, and we'll get you the rest of the videos. Yep.
3: <laughs> all, all I need is a all, all hundred people to do that for me. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, okay, write that down. (laughs) Uh,
0: I saw King prospecting in here too, Chris. He came by the house and just shot the BS with us a little on Sunday.
3: Oh, you always got to have someone to come over, you know, when you're doing mechanics like that, working on cars and stuff, you always got to have someone come over to... I didn't
0: lift a wrench.
3: I didn't lift nothing.
0: I watched a buddy I work with, a good friend of mine. He did the welding on the rock crusher, Jake. Um, um I He's a heavy equipment operator. He's a trained mechanic. And I'm like, hey, how much would you charge me to... Uh, maybe switch out an alternator. He's like fifty bucks, but an alternator, battery, starter. Later, uh, we he's like, no, you're giving me too much. I'm. We're like, no, you're not.
3: We're not here. Take it. <laughs> Worth it. You know. But no, you always gotta have that one guy to come over and and help you. Shoot the shit.
0: Well, you know, Chris is a bro and Chris is right. welcome here anytime. He was actually helpful. Uh, he gave me the ride to the auto parts store to get the starter while. Uh, no, we were getting something while,
3: while uh, he, he, Jake was. He was a um, parts runner for you.
0: Only one time. Well I think was that's, taking care of something on my truck and and Chris gave me a ride. Hey Barbara, how are you?
3: So, so one of the one of the, the things that we were we also decided to for the flash bash. We got we got a lot of door prizes uh that were donated to us that everybody will get a ticket to possibly win one of those. And we're going to be throwing, we're going to be doing some, uh, a few raffle things that we have to raffle off. One of them is this bag right here. It's a bag from Carolina Prospectors Lucky Strike Pay Dirt. That's a twenty-dollar bag, right? That's a lot of dirt for twenty bucks. A lot of big rocks in there, Uh, stuff like that. So, what I decided this week.
0: Pin this up right, Okay. Give me uno momento, por favor. Let me see. Pin video. I'm down a little. Over a little. Right there. Right there. No, you had it. <laughs> right,
3: there. Oh,
0: right there. right there. Right there. Maybe pull it back a little.
3: There's about a third of a gram there, right? Yeah, yeah. There's about a third of a gram there. I'm going to put this in there. I'm just going to throw it in there. Empty it out in the bag. So this will be wrapped up. Sweetening off. it up a little bit. What? Sweetening
2: it up a little bit. Just a little
3: bit. Just yeah. a little sweetening. There's- I, think I, got, I think I got more.
0: There's two more shows after this before Flash Bash 2, so you never right. know.
3: So, I figure by the time Flash Bash comes along, I'll have a gram in there.
0: That's right, HD. Oh, well, yeah, at least probably.
3: Maybe. You know, then, uh, then, if you decide uh, we can put some more in there, we can do that. Yeah, I sold a bit, but I got more.
0: Uh, so, so, yeah, here we go. Sweeten that bag up, and that treasure nice. chest mm. is gonna be good. Don't forget the treasure
3: chest that's got gold,
0: silver, jewelry. The, you got all kinds of stuff, treasures in there raw stones, polished stones, uh, uh, silver uh, coins, so. and raw natural silver crystalline.
4: Barb cannell in the house,
0: yeah, she's. Yeah,
3: Barb's a great gal. Do uh, you see what uh, Raven said? And smack Nice. The bag is a new can. <laughs> the bag. We got the bag. We got the
0: bag. The flash bag. Screw the can. We got the bag. We got the flash bash bag. Whoa. Oh, excellent. Thank you, Barb. I also sent to Mass... Email to everyone who uh, participated in the auction and won a lot. It's uh, good out
2: there where we're having the outing, too. It's all mode. Thank you. Up, oh, yeah. Yep. Looking good out there. Looking good. Ready That's
0: right, Audra and Rage. bag. There you go. Flashback. Nice. like <laughs> <Lying> it. <sighs> hey, Kays Diggin' It. How you doing? I'm
4: okay.
0: Well, when, and do we have anything else to bring up? You know, we talked no. about Flash Bash.
2: We talked Something about
0: Ed murphy on Saturday mm-hmm. morning.
2: Something big's going to happen. It's coming. Oh, up. That's yeah, right. That.
0: Make sure to be here the 26th, open line Tuesday. That's right. Because big yeah, things are going to happen. Big things are Big. Like Texas big. Oh, big. A.K. big.
2: Like Canada big, eh? Big,
5: (laughs) huge, big.
0: (laughs) All right, and it will be fun. Oh yeah, I, I. It will be fun. You betcha. I know it is. So I'm. We're gonna put our friend. We're gonna put our friend Ken, or fondly known as DK, in the spotlight. (laughs)
1: Uh-oh, Are you no ready, right.
0: DK? You ready? Mm-hmm. Got your makeup
4: all taken care of?
0: Five, four, three, two, one. Bam! Let me
4: get these nose hairs out real quick. Delay. you going your pants
2: tonight. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs>
0: So, how have you been since the last time you were on DK?
4: Yeah, when was that? How long ago was that? Because we tried Gosh. it before, it didn't really work out, and I'm glad you guys are able to have me back on.
0: Um, glad
2: to be back in the Skype era.
4: Yeah, it was during the Skype <laughs> era.
0: On my laptop. It was, was there was cars back then? Free towers. I think they had stone wheels, and you had to propel them with yeah. your feet like Fred... Winston.
4: <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys having me back on.
3: Well,
0: appreciate you taking the time to be with us here again tonight.
4: You know, I was trying I uh, I was I was trying to
3: rack around. I you know, I that I, says we've been on before, but I, why don't I remember the show? <laughs> what what happened? Because you're not, not the only you're not the only one that's happened to. Yeah. You know?
4: Yeah.
3: Uh so yeah, okay. it was
4: not very long. I think we dropped pretty quick, so yeah, we didn't get was... very far. Yeah. You yeah. guys got my social security number, and that was about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, a, it's, it's been thanks, been thanks help, for the boat. <laughs> 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 very useful.
1: <Yeah.
4: laughs> Say hey to everyone in the chat room of show up tonight. I see a lot of friends in there tonight. Uh, thanks for coming on over and being a part of this Flash in Your Pan with Ed and the gang.
0: I see a lot of mutual friends in here. Yeah, yeah.
3: right. A lot, of, a lot of the same uh, friends, you know. I mean, it's Fill,
1: a, up. It's a, Fill them
3: know. up. Oh. It's, it's, we're, all, we're all like-minded people in the sense that we're all treasure hunters, in one form or another. You know? Oh, yeah. 47 in my room
0: That's here. where the hand thing came from. Right. Um, but I did forget one little announcement. Oh, spit it out. A little shout-out to David Buckle of Gold Rush, Tasmania. Oh, David, yes. What's up, David? He has honored me. David's been a part of the Flash fam for a long time now. <laughs>
3: he's a freaker flyer.
0: Yep. And he's the ultimate in call-ins and asking his hypotheticals. But, um... Hey, Marty, is nuts about to dig in. Um, he's, he's asked me to host a special he's having this coming Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 10 a.m. Aussie-Tassie time, whatever part of Australia you're in. I think they have time zones, though, so you figure it out. But... Um, I've been honored to be a host of his live stream I'm going to host it from here It's his stream though, it's his show With some awesome guests uh, He has us. Well, he has Pioneer Polly joining right. us He has Tazzy Boys Prospecting joining us and Andrew Smith of Adventure Gold joining us and last but not like least you. Minnie Moe and Curly of flashing your pan so nice.
2: and I'll be live from prospector days
0: yeah and yeah. Dano will be live on location from prospector days with the OSPA so Um, I hope to see you all there. It will not be on Flashing Your Pan. It will not be on this channel. It will be on Gold Rush Tasmania's channel. So head over there, push, set the reminder, and join us. If you're not out doing something adventurous, join us this
3: coming Saturday evening.
2: It's bound to be yeah. a good show.
3: If you if you enjoy a, a wild, crazy Tansy out prospecting for gold, subscribe and check out his videos. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely,
0: definitely. Yeah, I'm so sorry about that, Ken. You no,
4: know, that's all right. I want to say hi to Paul over American Woodland Relics that came in. Outdoorsy gal always in the house, and uh, yeah, Mark with nuts about digging. Mark's nuts about digging. Good to see
3: you. Glass Coast Gold prospecting. It. how are you
0: doing? Um, so how many years now have you been doing the Weekly Dirt? A yeah.
4: um, little over two years for the Weekly Dirt show. Yeah, I think I just, um, I think I'm hitting, let me see. I think I'm on episode 190, about 190 of them nice um, wow yeah so it's been it's been a couple of years for sure two and a half years almost three years excellent
0: excellent it's a well put together show uh do you ever you do have a live show too don't you
4: yeah i used to do more than i do these days i've kind of fallen off the ball on that i had a show called digger spotlight where i'd bring much like this i'd bring notable diggers in the treasure hunting community metal tech and committee on and interview them one-on-one and take questions from the chat room, much like this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just haven't done it in quite a while. I think other things uh, became more interesting and kind of took more precedence for me. Mm -hmm. And, and then every now and then, I'll just throw up a live stream kind of unannounced uh, something I want to get back to actually. And, um, and those are always fun too. It's just, I, you know, I just haven't done it, done it much. Part of it was technical. I had to set up here that was kind of like pulling teeth a little bit to get it ready to go to live stream and it was real delicate. Like I moved the wrong way and it would, you know, mess up a lot. So now I've got that fixed. The camera camera I'm using, the uh, real good camera I've got came out with some new beta software that doesn't have to have me use a special third party piece of hardware and five different cords and all kinds of stuff to get it to work as a webcam. Now it's just one single cord in this new software. So uh, I'm, I'm going to start live streaming a lot more for sure.
0: I I know I really enjoy live streaming. Um, it's that instant gratification type thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I that was a good show of yours too, and your treasure hunting you do and. Yeah. Um, people seem to
4: enjoy it, you know, connecting with your audience is always a good thing. You know, you get mm-hmm. back and forth with the the guests you have on, and then you also are both reaching out to the, to the chat room, much like we do here and, and connecting with people. It's a pretty good community. I mean, you know, you know, Ed, like everyone else there, Jess and Dan, it's a great community, not only in metal detecting, but in prospecting and bottle digging and magnet fishing, you know, whatever you're into, Oh yeah, the a lot of fishing. good people, there's a lot yeah. of good people
3: in there.
2: They're, they're so, are,
3: across the board. Yeah. Yeah,
2: across the board.
3: Like I said, like I was saying, you know, it's, it's, it's. We're all like-minded in the, in the sense that we all like treasure hunting, like to, you know, it's uh, being outdoors. Not, you know, we're not video game freaks and stuff like that. You know, we just want to be outdoors. I want to go
4: outside. Yeah. <laughs> You know, the number of people I've interviewed over the years, I saw a pattern of sort of some similarities, right? Almost everyone I've interviewed, we had some kind of influence in our younger years that that kind of helped us into this, you know, treasure hunting business. Like my father was a real big dump diver, uh, tre- treasure hunter, you know what I mean? He would yeah, go to the oh, yeah. dumps and always come back with, you know, twice as much as he brought there thinking he was going to find that special item, that first edition book, that whatever, and he just had a blast with it and was always had this, you know, get rich quick idea that he was always going to come up with. And I think that kind of got in my soul a little bit. And uh, and so then as I moved to Colorado, the gold prospecting really hit me. Where I, was, I, I wanted something I could do, go do outside with my kids. And it was like, you know, they got a lot of gold prospecting here. I really wanted to get into it. I'd always wanted to. Lived in Northern California, but never really got into it. I was talking with Jeff from Smith's Gold about that. Never, I'm, I was right in his area. That's right where I grew up, and uh, I never did get into gold prospecting while I was there in that prime location in California. Uh, so I, I can, I'm out here.
0: I can kind of relate to that myself, Ken. I grew up in California, born and raised. Yeah, and I've often told Jesse, man, if I was in, I was a beach bum. Each boom. If I, I would have been, if I would have got into prospecting, my dad took us flea markets and swap meets. He was really big into tokens and antiques mm-hmm. and coins. Uh, but if I would have got into gold prospecting back then, I could have been dredging good gold. And at least I'd be making money while I'm ditching instead of ditching to go surfing. I would right. have been ditching to go mining, but yeah. nonetheless.
3: Right. So
4: it finds a way into our into our into our being somewhere. Well, I, you know what I mean? Yeah,
3: I lived in Colorado too, and I had a friend who was working a mill. They were they were crushing the, the tailings. Because there was so much gold in the tailings, yeah. they they were crushing. It. They had a ball mill. And they were crunching it. They running down a sluice, and I mean, I saw my first nugget was you know that big in a sluice box. Wow. I picked it up out of the water. I was looking at it. I go, wow. And the owner says, put that back. <laughs> put that back. He said, so I put it back. Uh, but that was cool. But it, it didn't. I didn't get the bug, or you know, it didn't bite me at that time. It was much later.
4: Right. You know. How about you, Dan? You a long history in it? I've been prospecting now for probably, oh, I don't know, 16 years. Yeah.
2: When I started off, I had no clue. I just bought a panning kit here in the town. I live in at the town wide garage sales, watched videos to pan, taught myself how to pan. Yeah. And didn't know about seasoning a pan, so the pan got seasoned by me panning with it. <laughs> 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 yeah. But no, it's been a great, it's been a great time, man. Met a lot of great people feel all the time I've prospecting. You know, one thing about our community is, you need help, you get help. Right. You don't have to worry about people right. turning their back on you. They're always willing as, to lend a helping hand.
3: Right, as long yeah. as you really need help. Right, as long yeah. as you're, now you I play mean, a it, game, it, they'll, they'll you, turn their back on you and let you beat. Yeah, if, if you're just taking advantage, and then it it, it will bite
2: you in the in the end. Yeah. In about the Treasure mixing you have to season a pan. Yeah, salt and pepper season. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some syrup. Yeah, no, You're, you're gonna learn all about this part of the life, Oh yeah, it's
3: like, 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 a, like owning a good cast iron
2: skillet.
0: Yeah, we have a yeah. video on it, but you'll learn firsthand,
3: gal. Uh, yeah, I got a whole stack of them that need to be seasoned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Ed, you were you were cat you were starting to cat away earlier, talking about something you wanted to ask him.
0: Well, I I wanted to really know the dirt on DK's trip to the United Kingdom. Uh, That was
4: an amazing trip.
0: Have you ever been over there, Ed? No, sir. I've been all over the U.S., a bit of Mexico and Canada, but never abroad yet.
4: Yeah, I was over there before before I was into into metal detecting and kicking myself because I wish I would have been back then. But no, this year came up and I got a call from a buddy of mine, a fellow YouTuber, and uh, asked me if I wanted to go to England with a bunch of youtubers and uh that started the process of honey can i go to england <laughs> <laughs> right and, uh, you know i already bought the tickets well i had the desire to go and i just had to find the money to go you know it's, right. not, it's not the cheapest thing but uh no so you know, it started getting put together and more and more and i started learning about all these other youtubers going to go there and <clears throat> the deal was, is we were going to try to book out the entire facility. And to do that, we needed 12 people. So, uh, Jeff plug master Ford was able, he was the one kind of spearhead and everything. And he, he mm. got everything put together and he got 12 people put together. And, uh, that, w- that was great. Cause we we're going to take up the whole facility. And I think we got a little Price break on that too because we did that, so it was great. It was great all the way around. So we just started chatting. You know, we all got on a community chat and started giving each other business and talking about going and leading up to. Well, what do we pack? What do we bring? And the organization we were going through did a real good job of giving us a lot of tips and answering all of our questions. So by the time it was going, like probably two weeks out, we were just itching to go. We just we couldn't wait, and uh, we knew we were going to have some weather there. Like we were going in February. We went in February. And it's not the best time to go. Um, Is that like,
3: like, like our weather up here in the Midwest?
4: Yeah. Yes, it was re- yeah. We had we had it all. We had sleet and snow and rain and mud oh. and wind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> extremes, all the extremes. Uh, but we were prepared for it. We were packed and prepared for it. And, uh, yeah, got on a plane, went out there, and just had an absolute blast and found some amazing things.
3: Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that would be – I mean <laughs> – that's where the, the the oldest history is so i think that would be an awesome place to find well eastern.
0: according to some, wouldn't like eastern africa be the oldest place where history would be
4: the place we were hunting was colchester and it's the oldest recorded uh oldest recorded city in in great britain Ooh, it's cool! the oldest recorded uh settlement in great britain um goes way way back um, And uh, it was, you're right. I mean, when you think about the amount of, the type of history you can find there, it just, it was mind boggling. Like you can't even put your mind around, you know, you're holding something that's 3,500 years old. You're holding something from the Bronze Age or from the Iron Age and, and bam, it's crazy. Can you hear me? Because I can't hear you. All of a sudden, I lost sound. I can't hear Jess. I
0: I hear you
4: fine, Jesse. Just okay. yeah. just Jess, Jess muted. Okay, yeah. Jess is muted. I'll say Martin, you might be muted. There you go. I maybe <laughs> you're trying to He's talk to back. me. There. I saw his, saw his mouth moving. I thought maybe he was trying to talk to me.
3: Sorry. He was probably talking to that Ruby. No, I was talking to you guys, but I didn't realize I was muted. <laughs> he does that, you know. Well, well well, what's funny was I was actually getting responses. <laughs> you would say yeah, you yeah. know. So.
4: <laughs> Give it the big thumbs up, yeah.
3: You're right. <laughs>
4: yeah, so it was cool. i had like a yeah, picture, it, you know, 12 YouTubers. We all had that in common. We were all right. treasure hunters, we were all YouTubers, so a little crazy, right, to do that kind of stuff. Uh, and we were all heading to a country that most of us hadn't been to before. So we all went out there and just had a blast. The, co- the company that we re- uh, organized it through took a real good care of us. They put us into two vans. They had two drivers there. They call them barn leaders. They were our barn leaders. And they uh, they took us everywhere and had to low down on the fields. And they had so much land for us to hunt. It was sick. <laughs> it was sick. Like, the, like every day we had seven or eight fields of 300 acres apiece. To decide where we wanted to hunt and could just wander and do whatever just we wanted. Wander wherever you wanted. Yeah, just wow. wherever you want to go. And they would tell us, like, oh, you know, 20 pieces of gold have been found on this field. You know, all kinds of old hammered silvers have been found on this field. All kinds of Romans are found on this field. Like they had it all, you know, from previous hunts over the last 20 years. They kind of knew what was, and then they plow them and they turn up that ground. So it's always being replenished and it's never right. really hunted out.
0: Now, so, did you find any? uh saxon gold
4: or anything like that yeah uh i didn't uh, unfortunately yeah. uh... but people in our group did oh okay. awesome yeah missouri You're mike not saying who either right? i'll tell you they all put it out already so i don't, <laughs> I don't feel bad missouri mike mike clutter found a fifth century hammered roman gold coin that was just the most amazing thing you've ever seen in your life. Had a Roman emperor on it. It was just uh I think I the saw century.
0: A, Didn't you post
4: that? I featured him. I featured a bunch of the finds in a weekly dirt episode. Not too Okay,
0: that's probably where I saw it then. Yeah. I and really was, need uh, to comment more on a lot of your guys's because <laughs> I'd like it when people comment on mine. I, yeah. I just have a couple things going in a. Next thing you know, I'm like, oh, shoot, I didn't comment on that video.
4: I'm terrible, too. I watch all these videos I too. and I don't ever say anything. And
3: feel I, I watch now. a video and then I, I get, go to the next one. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't even thumbs up it, you know.
4: <laughs> did, speaking
0: of, did you thumbs up this video yet, Jesse? Yes,
4: I'm looking at it right now. I
3: did. Okay. okay. Click
4: Today It popped up. Click. All right, if I can do it, you all can do it in the chat room. Make sure you all click <laughs> yep, that. Five thumbs, yep, up. thumbs up. Hey, that well, thumbs up going. Terry Ooh, Carter, I... good to see you.
3: That's bad because I don't remember doing it.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's always that good was, to I see
4: mean... There was a couple of guys that also found some Celtic stater coins. Yeah. Uh, full staters, full staters, and quarter staters. And those are from, one was from 40 AD and the other one was from. 10 BC or something like that. It was just ridiculous. When you think about that, you're just like, and then you read about the tribe that they were from, and the, they had the their their Dane or their leader, who whatever they was on on the on the you know, picture, you know, this horse image, and they're able to figure all that stuff out. All the historians over there and stuff, just amazing, you know.
3: Yeah, you're talking about. I mean, when you here, you're talking about 200, two and a half, 250 years of history here in this country, as far as. Uh, um, since they since they were
4: yeah using metal yeah
3: right since they were using metal here as opposed to over there we're talking about you know 400 BC and yeah. you know the Roman Roman you're fine I mean and that's amazing when if you don't know the history you go well how did Romans get up in England
1: well you know, they
3: ruled they, half they of it them everywhere um. That's what they
4: did. Yeah. And Colchester, you know. where we were at, was a huge Roman settlement, like huge. Yeah. And uh we were just in this hot spot and uh it was amazing. Yeah. Just just every every target, every target, every target was an opportunity to pull a three thousand year old something out, you know. And, or thousand or eight hundred or 600 year old item, something, you know, definitely we're never going to find here. So even the buttons we were finding from the 1600s and 1700s were ridiculous, um, you know, to know, just think how old they were. And yeah, I, I found more than my share of items over there. Um, I didn't find anything super spectacular, like those gold coins that they found. Right. But I found a lot of old gold, old copper coins uh, from the 1600s. I found um, a, a Roman coin. Um that i can't get a date off of because the it's a little too wiped but is definitely a roman coin and so that's pretty cool i know that that's at least you know so many years old so um my buddy found this piece it was (laughs) we had a contest between the group of us we had a we had a not a contest but they had made awards uh plug master plug master ford and uh preacher digger mike over there out of texas he uh they had made these plaques and made these awards for certain categories and they had ugliest find of the week and my buddy kevin over at potter county diggers he found the ugliest find of the week but it was also the oldest and i think one of the coolest now picture like a hose bib on the outside of your house and a little spigot that's on top of it picture right. that 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 t-handled shaped knob that t okay right now cover it with corrosion and, and and make it brass and just uh it was just uglier and sin and what it turned out to be, what they called it, a sword, a quillion, a knife quillion. So basically, the top part of the knife that would protect your hand, almost like a right. You know, they called it right. quillion. Okay. Actually, had a piece of the blade in it, stuff, and that's what they were able to determine it was. And it was from one B.C. One B.C. Wow! <laughs> wow! From some, from some old, you know, Bronze Age tribe back there. You know, it's just crazy. Yeah.
3: Oh. Terry Carter said that sounds spectacular to him.
4: Yeah, yeah it was, Terry. It absolutely was. Uh, you didn't want to throw anything away. That's, well, that was the oh, instructions. I bet. Don't throw anything away. We went back in the evenings and kind of looked through everything. But talk about, um, talk about the dig and the hunt of my life. It was seven straight days of sunup to sundown, dredging, walking, digging nonstop. I mean, yeah. we, we brought sandwiches with us, but we barely stopped to eat them, and just kept <laughs> trudging on through the weather, through the mud and the muck. The mud built up on your boots; you had about 20 pounds of mud on each boot, and you just keep walking because you, the next swing could be, you know, the, just the that swing. spectacular thing.
3: Be the one. Yeah. So they they have uh, they have a lot of uh, I don't know if a lot, but they have some strange antiquity laws there, right? They do as to what you can keep and what you can't keep. Did, yeah, were you able to keep a lot of stuff or very little.
4: We didn't get to bring anything home, and you're right; they're very strict about that. And the people that we were organizing the trip to took it very seriously. So I will put that out there. A lot of people asked me that question when I started posting things about it on Facebook. Right. Um, well, you have know, to.
3: That's something we, you know, you want to know. You know, like, you know, like, like us, we want to know if we go from from Ohio to Indiana or Illinois or Georgia. We need to know what, what the, the regulations and stuff are. So, yeah, yeah, that yeah. would so, be
4: the same. Yeah. So these guys, they, they kind of laid, laid it all out for us. Basically, um, we weren't going to be able to bring anything home, no matter what. Um, uh, we had to leave everything there in a baggie that was marked with our name and our address and all that stuff. And every night, the organizer would come through. We'd lay all of our stuff out, and he'd come through, and he'd look through it. And anything that he looked like, it was very notable. One, he wanted to take a picture of it for his website. And this guy wants to do it the right way because he wants to continue having these trips because he makes well, money. Yeah, right, sure. like oh yeah, right, sure. Oh yeah, it's a business for it him. It is a business for him for sure, and he does a good job with it. So, and we all had a great time. So I, I don't mind. I don't knock him for that. But so yeah, he he would look through everything. He would take certain things. But during the dig, our barn leaders, if we found something spectacular, like when that gold coins came up, everything was like time out barn leader came over gets on the walkie-talkie calls the organizer tells them what's going on tells them what it is because those guys can identify things and um like some of them a lot of them uh, put it this way i think we'll all get everything back yeah yeah because if there's anything that they can that they deem as national treasure or something that's older than 300 year or 100 100 years old or 300 years old one of the two um they will have to offer it to a museum and put it through the paces. Everything got submitted to the uh, liaison officer, the flow, the fines liaison officer there. And he kind of checked out the list of everything we found. And he was signed off on everything and anything he wanted to take further looks at, he had the organizer grab it and bring it to him. So he could look at it and they vetted everything out. There was only a few pieces that they really wanted to look at. And when they got to looking at them and talk to the museum and the local flow, they were part of a hoard that had already been found, that was already documented, fully documented. And these were just additional coins from that hoard as got turned up by the plow. Right. But so because they were already disclassified, what they call disclassified, the museum doesn't want them. To them, they're just like, oh, yeah, it's another piece of that hoard. We already. You know, had them like, in it. like, like document, right, Like, like yeah. common
3: cards and, and sports trading cards. There you go. You've got cards that are worth a lot of money. Then, got yeah, common cards are worth, they're just common cards, Yeah, you know, they're nobody okay. special. Yeah, so, so yeah. Mean,
4: even though it was spectacular to us, it was right, kind, of common, right. kind of common to them at that point,
3: right? Right. So, chances well, are they'll, common, get, so.
4: Yeah, they'll get those back. Um, it's just uh, what happens is you have to apply for uh, an export license which he covers for you, takes care of all that for you. And then once that's ready to go, he'll actually get a hold of you through your email and say, do you want me to ship it to you, all your fines? Or do you want to pick it up next time you come out? Because we're already planning <laughs> our next trip out. and many well, of us he knows just, you're already planning your next trip out. <laughs> yeah, you know, 2021 in the fall. heading back the dirty do- we were calling ourselves the dirty dozen because there was 12 of us right. we had shirts made and everything the dirty dozen you know american diggers in england and uh we oh. uh we um kind of we already set i mean uh, diggers uh, dirty dozen too we're going to go back next year <laughs> so right on. we may just have them keep our bags and we'll pick them up when we get now, back there and we just carry them on the airport airplane bag
0: did you have any english Detectors
4: meet up with you there? Um, like
0: Don or mm-hmm. any you know, of them? You
4: people, people caught wind. You know, I know a lot of people out there. From, Claude like, Hopper, like, Scott, or... Yeah. Oh, he was like, you got to come out, Ken. You got to come out. Um, you know, I, knew, I know quite a bit of YouTubers from there, just from my interaction with the Weekly Dirt. You know, right, that's one right. thing that show has done for me is it's allowed me to meet all kinds of other YouTubers across the world. And I know quite a few of them in England. And um, a couple of them got wind. I was coming out and uh, the ones that were local to where I was going to be, they were all after me to come out and go hunting with them, including Claude Hopper Scott and a couple others. Uh, And uh, I just, you know, I had to make a decision, right? I was either stay with this group because we were kind of sequestered. I didn't have any vehicle or anything. I was just I would go wherever when they take me, just kind of like a lemming, just kind of like sheep. Yeah. I was just a sheep, you There's know, looking for gold, <laughs> <laughs> which was fine. But I had to kind of tell everyone, look, I, I can't uh, can't really get out and, and detect with you. I could have. I probably could have said, hey, guys, I'm going to ditch you for a day. I'm going to go out with my YouTube buddy over here. But I'm glad I kind of did, and I'm glad I stuck with the group. That's
3: yeah, cool. You're got you going next year, so, you know. That's right. Yeah, maybe
4: we'll try next year.
0: Oh, oh there'll be more, you know, and and uh, never know. One day this might take you full time, and you'll be traveling to even farther places.
4: Well, two guys that were there were Americans, but they were living in Germany. Oh. and those guys invited me out to germany anytime i want to go man i would love to uh go, to go
0: detect the black forest or That's something
4: yeah they just they show me that their their phone or their finds, all their pictures like oh my gosh find a guys nazi guys helmet or something yeah metal detecting all metal detecting
0: those find a machine gun
4: and I got friends out there, too. I got personal friends in England. So I have a place to stay. So I need to do a rogue trip just on my own, just head out there. And that way I can connect with all these other YouTubers, have them put me on some property, and then go stay with uh. my buddy, hang out, you know, my base of operations there. So right. that's just another trip I need to plan. So anybody got any money you want to lend me? Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> the Travel Fund, the Adventures and Dirt Travel Fund. Uh,
0: buy your tickets now. They're dirt cheap. You know, I <laughs>
4: you know, when i came back the thing was just hitting and we on my plane ride back but not to the extent it is now like when it first started people weren't quite as quite as paranoid it was just ramping up to that and uh i got on the plane and you know i was like okay i knew about it so i was just like being careful what i was touching but not too worried about it and i turned on my entertainment center and it was all in chinese language And I looked around, and every other entertainment center was in Chinese language, the characters. And I was like, this plane's been in China. (laughs) And all of a sudden, just the hair on the back of my neck stood up, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, oh, Oh. what do I do now, you know?
0: (laughs) Hold on, let me interject for a second. Thank you very much, Mike Wolf. Oh, yeah, super chat. awesome.
4: Boom, he says.
0: Yeah, thank you very much. Uh we have a friend, actually she the logo up in the upper left side, she designed the three of us, she drew it for us, our friend Ganna. And she went over there to visit another YouTuber friend of ours, not a great gamer, and she actually got quarantined and stuck over there in lockdown. Wow. I have no idea. I don't think she's even back yet. Wow. Good thing know, that didn't sure. happen to you.
4: Yeah, no, I made it out just in time. The next group, there was another group coming in behind me like about a week later, uh, behind us. And they, they, I don't think they made it. I think they ended up canceling it and kind of postponing it. Um, just want to know if it was expensive to take the trip. Um, yeah, it was, uh, I was probably about three thousand with the airfare and all the food and everything and the whole wow. trip. The whole trip, so That's not an tremendously trip. bad. But yeah, uh, definitely my expensive. trip to
0: Washington yeah. was three thousand. What was yours again?
4: Yeah, about three, about three thousand. Okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, another super chat. Thanks Thank for you, the super <laughs> chat. Thank you, Raven and Smack Rock. Thank you very much. Hey, nice. exploring with the Nugs and Cat Lady. <laughs> yeah. How you doing?
4: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I saw some questions go by, but I kind of missed them. So if anybody has a question, feel free to put it in the chat. Make sure you put that at flash in your pan but, first. I think it'll highlight uh, it for Ed. You, yeah.
0: Tag one of us, either yeah. Dano, Jesse, or I, or, or tag our friend, Adventures in Dirt.
3: And... Any of
4: that. That'll help us see it. It'll stand out in the chat as right. we're looking at it.
3: Yeah. Oh, hello, Patrick. Hey, pac Mule, Pat,
0: Pat mule. mule, our Pat Mule, uh, Pat Patrick, good friend
3: on this side of. Exploring uh, oh. with the nug. Exploring with the yeah, nug. Yeah,
4: Todd.
3: Um, um looks like it might happen.
0: Um.
2: Yep, JP was asking. We're going to California in the fall. JP.
0: Yes. Um. Sure you can use that same link i i believe our world-famous tasmania hypothetical questioner is gonna give us a little ring oh
3: look who's here Ed.
1: run for the hills <laughs>
3: And uh, Ron
0: Adams and Ron for the Hills is actually one of our sponsors for this
4: year's Flashback. Nice. Walter Brunoni just Mm. came in the chat.
0: Welcome back. Good to see you, Walter. (laughs) Now, I'm going to save David Buckle from (laughs) a wet leak. I was just saying, my friend. I'm going to save David Buckle from trying to hunt down that link and put it in the chat room. There it is, my friend. So,
4: yeah, we got to stay. Uh, we were, where we stayed over there was like this little barn area that they turned into cottages, almost like a bed and breakfast type place. And I was shacking up with, uh, We had a little apartment that had three sleeping areas in it. And I had myself, Kevin with Potter County Diggers and Nugget Nugget. Noggin. So us three were hanging out all week and kind of having dinner together and getting ready and stuff uh, for the day and stuff. So a lot of time to talk and get to know each other real well. And then, of course, you know, all the other guys in the van rides and out out to dinner in the evenings. And it was really just a great time. We really bonded real well and really got to know each other real well and real well. can't wait to do it again
3: so so wayne was out there with you oh uh, you, know, you said nugget noggin.
4: nugget oh. Noggin, yeah not nugget brain nugget. yeah nugget Noggin. yeah michael uh, michael, michael bennett brain. yeah <laughs> someday i'd like to go down south and meet uh see uh wayne down there and go do some prospecting with him yeah. one of these days wayne will do that
1: well
0: i i want to go down next time i'm in georgia and look up exploring with the nug jeremy I would like to do a little river treasure hunting, but I'm not certified, so it wouldn't be tanks. It would be with okay. a snorkel or a hookah. Uh, we have our friend with us, David Buckle from Tasmania, um, What's up, Gold Rush, Tasmania. <laughs> um, I, how you doing, our friend?
5: I'm well. I'm well, Ed. I um, I joined the show a bit late. I had a, an important Skype meeting to do. Wow. Uh, so I missed a bit of the show, but I do have a question for DK and I'm hoping that it hasn't been answered already. Okay. Okay. DK, it's a hypothetical question. So you have to suspend your imagination for a little bit and uh, just try to answer honestly, you know, um, Get some more whiskey. Hold you on. Were
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, David. If, if, you were,
5: if you were digging and found a um, uh, oh, here comes, Debs. You want to say hello to Debs?
3: Oh, of course, of course. She
5: just walked in, come on, she's
0: a lot prettier than you. Debs? Hi, Debbie. Hi,
2: Debbie.
5: Hi, Debbie. Oh, I got the hairier face, and she's got the hairier legs.
0: You can hit him, Debbie.
2: <laughs> Keep him in
3: line. Yeah, he's only—he's he he, only got the—he's only got the, the rough exterior up here, but he's got the fine, dainty legs, right? Shaves <laughs> them, teeth them nice and sweet, nice and smooth. <laughs> he did a
2: shocker call with the He'd to you better.
0: <laughs> oh, maybe oh, we could. Drink. All right.
5: Stay See right. you, Debbie. Oh DK, if if you were having a, a dig and you pulled up a um, a jar and a genie popped out and said to you, I will give you the choice. You can find five hundred thousand dollars worth of old artifacts and coins and gold and treasure, and you're allowed to sell that, or you can find one million dollars worth of treasure and you're never allowed to sell it
4: what would you do a million dollars worth of treasure and never sell it really yeah i would have to imagine that that would be spectacular to be worth a million dollars and to me that would be that would definitely be worth it i seriously uh don't ever see myself ever selling anything i find even if it was a now now here's the deal here's the caveat to that david if i go back to england and I find something spectacular. Like a couple hunts before ours, some guy found this little tiny cross with a religious emblem on it. It's about this big, about an inch, two inches tall. Now, they took that from him and they took it and they gave it to a museum, and the museum evaluated it and they came up with an evaluation of $20,000. And they said, we're going to take this and we're going to give you $20,000. Now the rule is in England you have to split that with the landowner 50-50. That's the arrangement, that's the agreement. I have no say so in the matter. I would take the money at that point, knowing I had but my name would be on that thing in that museum as the finder of that find. artifact. It would be my find. So I'd be okay with that. But I just don't think that I would wish for uh you know something I could sell for for the half a million dollars it might be nice it might give me some things but that treasure would be something i could be able to hand down to my kids and i think a lot more people a lot more people would get a bigger bigger bang out of that you know what i mean
5: yeah that's just that's what i I, I totally i totally understand it's an interesting one it's an interesting one i don't know i don't know i i've never done the treasure hunting side of things Mm. i i'm um into gold panning and going in water looking for gold and stuff Mm. i told myself at the beginning, I'm never gonna sell it. Cause it's, it's the truth is it's so, so hard to find and the dollar value attached to it is so little. And what happened, I I ended up selling my gold. And um, I just, I, that, I don't have many regrets in life. I always say, I don't regret things because I've learned from them and it makes me who I am today, mm-hmm. but I do regret giving away and selling my gold is one regret I do have because the pride that comes with that and the, the the amount of effort knowing what it takes to find it just is so much more than money to me.
4: Yeah. And I'm just letting you know that that's my feeling with this hypothetical question right now, as I sit here today, I mean, in five years that may change, you know, in five years, I may see that $500,000 as the ability for me to go chase some other dream or to chase some other way of life, you know, maybe I want to remove yep. myself and go live out kind of in the wilderness. You know, I think you're, you're kind of out there uh, a ways and, you know, live that kind of lifestyle.
3: And that wouldn't have anything to do with meddling techniques. No. So, or treasure
4: so, you know, ask me then and maybe my question would be different. But as, as I sit here today, I would rather have the treasure and never be able to never have to sell it. Like if, if I found a shipwreck treasure, uh, I would hold on to that. As I sit here today, yeah. that would be something. I'd have the treasure room of all treasure rooms, and I'd, people. Could and come you would be it. the only one to know it, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. I wouldn't say anything <laughs> I, I have um. I've
5: never, I've never done the treasure hunting thing, mm. but honestly, I have dreams, and they're beautiful dreams. I wake up and I think, oh no, it's real life. I want to go back to sleep because <laughs> in my dreams, I'm finding. Large, beautiful amounts of treasure, and I I, I don't know. I don't know if it's just my head messing with me. Maybe it's a calling thing. Reminds
3: me of a cartoon I just saw the other day. Right. (laughs) Wake up, honey! You're only dreaming. He's standing. (laughs) He's standing in front of this huge nugget, taller (laughs) than him.
5: Yeah. Anyhow, guys, I'm gonna get. What,
3: well, let me let me ask you a question, David. Since you since you said Oh, that. No, no,
5: no. I, I'm uh, the question no, 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 no. asker. I don't well, answer questions. Question. I tried <laughs> that. They wouldn't let me One get question. away
3: with that, David. One question. <laughs> One question. One question. What do you what What do you consider a treasure? I mean, besides gold. Well, I mean, what what do you consider that that would be treasure worth looking for where you're at?
5: It's, it's very, that's a very difficult one. Like, we're in Tasmania, like, the USA is a young country compared to Europe or something like that. Right, right, Tasmania is even young, Tasmania is even younger. So, we don't have them really ancient bloody artifacts and, you know, Viking things and all that sort of stuff. There's none of that. Um,
3: You don't have Civil War relics and you don't have... You
5: know things like that, here. Right, right. No, you guys don't I, have I, I you see, guys I,
3: have
5: hardly any history at all. Hardly any, and to tell you the truth, where I live in Tasmania, there's a lot of places where white man has never been. There, like I went over to the mainland of Australia and I went uh, gold detecting. Honestly, I was picking up thousands upon thousands of pieces of junk, old buttons from the old timers that went mining there. I come back here, I can go all day, all day in the bush swinging a detector and it's pristine. There's no Mm. rubbish. So it's it's a hard one here. Um, I like the idea. I love the idea of treasure underwater. You know, I I I love that. If I ever got the opportunity, I'd I'd jump at that. If I could go diving for looking for shipwrecks or dredging the bottom of the ocean and all that, I'd love that. Right, right. right.
4: David, what are the uh, Aboriginal people or the native people of uh, Tasmania called?
5: Uh, they they're called Aboriginals. They Aboriginal. what happened? Um, in on the mainland of Australia, they're still Aboriginal people, and what happens is when they when they breed have children to a white person they they become a half-caste the children are half-caste and they, they kind of get bred out what happened in Tasmania it's a it's a terrible terrible history what happened they came to Tasmania and they put a bounty on the Aboriginals the white man did
4: and mm-hmm. they killed
5: every single one of them wow. every single one there was not one left so there isn't Aboriginals in Tasmania so all.
4: finding something from their culture would be somewhat of a treasure. If you were able to stumble across, let's say, a, a hunting camp that no one knew about and you found, you know, items used to skin or tools, to, tools and, stuff, yeah. and such, yeah. that would be considered so you dangerous. do So you do have treasure there.
0: Oh, yeah. All kinds when of I, ancient I, Aboriginal treasures.
5: I never thought of that. I never right. thought that's It's a good point. It's, I, I actually came across something down the river. I was with a geologist by the name of Stu JD, and I, I I seen these markings beforehand in the in the river bed itself, in the uh, bedrock,
4: and it right. looked
5: really unusual. And I got the geologist to look at it and he said, That's that's not natural. That is not natural. And he said he he didn't know about such things, but he imagined it was something that the Aboriginals had done to sharpen their tools or something like. For their spears or, or something, because it was all grooves and right. it was just in a pattern that wasn't natural, right? Um, I, I suppose yeah. that could be a treasure, no money a, in it, a, but a yeah, sign. I'll have to take a photo one day. I've never told anyone about that.
3: Well, that could have been a sign of some sort, a directional sign, or a, 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 uh, I don't know, right? You know, I mean, just, yeah, you know, uh, see, so you do have treasure, you just don't know it yet. <laughs> now you've got... I do. Now, now you've got something that.
5: Is unique that you can hunt for. Yes. Yes. I awesome. love it. I love it. I'll keep
4: my eyes it open. I love it. <laughs> Best of luck, David. Best of luck, man. I hope you do. I do. All right.
5: Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna head off, guys. Um DK, really enjoyed watching you and listening to your stories. Love the That's dirty fun.
4: dozen. Yeah.
5: I I would love to be there with the dirty dozen for sure. I'd All be right. the baker's dirty dozen. Um <laughs> love love flash your fan, uh, pan family. Love
0: you guys. All right. See you later. You too, bye, Dave. Bye. Debbie. See
5: you Saturday, bro. Bye, bye.
0: See bye. you soon. We, we have a question from a mutual friend of ours, DK. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Chrissy, Outdoorsy Gallo. Uh, That's O? So? Who's the funniest person you have ever hunted with?
4: Now, was it hunted with or interviewed? Because I saw a question earlier that I think it, that went past where she was asking me funniest person I ever interviewed. Is she asking about who I the funniest I hunt with now?
0: Uh, it's hunted with, yeah. With, yeah. Never hunted, with.
4: hunted with. Okay, uh, funniest person. Well, I, ever I actually answer them both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, funniest person I ever interviewed. Oh boy! Either combination between quarter hoarder uh yeah. Jason Courthorter and uh Henry Moore with the uh stealth diggers. those two were pretty funny, and then of course Jeff Plugmaster Ford is always a hoot uh always fun um probably funniest person I ever hunted with um, huh I think I have to say <laughs> shut up, Siri uh, <laughs> probably you know the everyone out at the uh Pound the ground. I went to Pound the Ground last year, mm-hmm. and I, knew I, I hung out hung out a lot hung out a lot with Plugmaster Ford and Quarter Hoarder, and Missouri Mike and Pirate PA Pirate Paul and Charlie Harley, and we had so much fun. It was a cut up from the minute go. Uh, even in the evenings, having a steak at, like, you know, Texas Roadhouse, we were laughing from the time we started to the time we finished. So I couldn't pick one of them out, but probably have, Master Ford. Okay.
3: You probably, probably have to say the group that you were hanging out with. That's it.
4: The group. The group, <laughs> the group from uh, Pound the Ground.
3: Now, yeah. now here's a
0: follow-up question to Pound Pound the Ground uh were you part of the debacle that got thrown out of the hotel part of the group
4: okay i'm just trying to phrase that frame that in the right way um (laughs) yes no i'm (laughs) kidding uh we did stay up quite late at the hotels we were at and drank a little bit and uh I think one of us ended up at a Walmart at three o'clock in the morning looking for an Eagle outfit, but that'll be a story for another day. You can ask Matt Howell (laughs) about that, but, uh, no, no, I I don't actually don't, I don't think I know the story of anybody getting kicked out of the hotel. Mm -hmm. There was quite a debacle one day at the event, uh, where somebody got thrown out of the event and, uh, Almost kind of came to blows. Oh, so there, was a, there was a debacle with that. But, I uh, I, uh, I I wasn't involved with it. I just I was there to see it. So. I was
0: under oppression. Quite a few of the participants up on the ground actually got kind of kicked out of their. Uh, they got kicked out of somewhere. Hmm.
1: So.
4: Yeah, I, a few of them were challenging the organizers and and really calling them out on the carpet and asking them some tough questions that they didn't want to answer there at the event and mm-hmm. uh, things got a little hot and uh, they ended up throwing them out and calling the cops, having them come remove them because I think uh, things came to blows at one point and uh, oh wow, it wasn't good. It just wasn't good. Oh, no, that's not good. Yeah. I, mean, I think it was just all over what people were expecting versus what they received, you know, right. I think a lot of people had different expectations, you know, and you could, you could make the argument that maybe it was, you know, uh, promoted a little too lofty. People thought there was going to be more there than what was there. And, and, and when it didn't turn out for them, they waste yeah, their satisfaction. Dis- right. Yeah.
1: right. I had
4: a great time. I had a great time and had a really cool find, and up finding a, War of eighteen twelve soldiers cuff button, little pewter US cuff button from the War nice. of Eighteen Twelve. Um <laughs> a bunch of buttons and uh but it was the social aspect of that event that made it all worth the trip for me. I mean,
3: yeah, the tre the treasures the treasure mixes say I wanna hang with the people that kicked out of places. That's yeah. Angela.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, that, that that can be fun. I know that we we pushed the limit in the hotel we were at, but we yeah, we, palm, we pound good. the ground,
3: not pound each other.
4: That's
3: it. That's it. <laughs>
1: that's it. Funny. Okay. So well, now, now that you've
3: been to overseas England and probably been most places in this country. You know. Not,
4: not quite. Yeah. No. no, I still got a lot of places I'd like to go for sure.
3: What here in the United States?
4: Yeah, yeah. I got Getting a lot of there. trips planned, man. I just don't. Yeah, have I hear. Money you. to to go do them all. I got people because because of my involvement with the weekly dirt show, I come to know everybody. It just seems like I know so many people and everyone invites me out. And I would like, love to go do every with single one of them. Like I'd love to go to Pennsylvania and dig with PA pirate Paul and Hart Charlie Harley and quarter hoarder and those guys and go up to Virginia. And I got to do that. I went to DIV last year for the first time digging in Virginia and got to hang out with Matt Howell and all his, all his digging buddies. Another epic trip that I just so happy. I went on that trip. But there's people now up in Washington State that want me to come up. I'd love to go up there, up in Canada, um, you know, all all over the place. Even in Missouri, as close as Missouri is to me, and it took me to travel three thousand miles to England (laughs) to go dig with Missouri Mike and master Ford. But uh,
3: I I can feel you. We can feel your pain there. Yes, you know, because trust me, we get invited a lot of places and love to go to these places because you know. Just it would just be so much fun. One day yeah. maybe, but... You know, uh, even though even though I'm retired uh, and these guys still got to work, you know, there's still that problem. They got to work. You know, uh, I'm retired. I got all kinds of time, but I don't have all kinds of money. Yeah. They got the money. Don't have the time. Yeah. You know, it, it's just... That's the way it is, you know? So we work it out. We'll get somewhere this year. Oh, hopefully California. California.
1: California,
3: yeah. yeah. As as one of the trips, <laughs> right, right, As one right.
2: of the trips, right. Yeah. Might be a Vermont trip there again somewhere down the road. Uh, I love going to Vermont. That was a good time.
0: Uh, We're yes, Miss uh,
2: Wayne Nugget Brain one of these days. Yeah, we haven't been that way yet.
0: Miss Laurel has a question. I question Flash Bam. But anyone from New York area going to Flash Bash 2, um, I believe you're the only one. This Laurel. But uh, we have someone it. coming from Maine and someone coming from a lot farther, but uh because of reason that has to be kinda quiet. <laughs> um but yeah. Too bad you couldn't make it to Flash bash, DK.
4: Yeah, I know that would be another trip. I'd have to try to put into the hopper, and you know, there's this uh, new detecting kind of festival coming up next year in the spring, and uh, out there in Virginia. And I'm, you know, my, I'm looking at that. Maybe I want to go out there. <clears throat> you know, I've got this epic trip planned in my head too that I've had planned for about three years now, and it's all tied around my genealogy. I do a lot of genealogy research for my family, and um, I have. Land and locations that I know that exist that used to belong to some ancestors of mine. They no longer own it; it's no longer in the family. But I know where it's at. And boy, my one of my top bucket list items would be to find something that could tie to one of my old ancestors. Oh,
3: that'd be awesome!
4: If something had King on it, I would just flip out. Right, that would that would be really awesome. Now, there's in Missouri, there is a homestead there, and 160 acres that he was granted uh originally and now it's been kind of parceled out but right. the original smokestack for the old homestead is still standing like you can still see it on google earth and there's a, the woods? there's a king uh there's a king cemetery uh in a little corner by the woods that they kind of left fenced up and and other of my aunts my, my family members third cousins and stuff have gone out there and have seen it And it's not really maintained, but the farmer leaves it alone. It's just there in situ, just kind of sitting there, you know. And the smokestack is just in the middle of his big field, and he just keeps (laughs) plowing around it and leaves it there and leaves a little spot there. So I know who he is. I've researched him. I know who owns it. And it's just I need to plan the trip and then say, hey, bud, here's who I am. Here's my documentation. I'm coming out to Missouri this date. I would love it if you'd let me go poke around a little bit and just pray that he would let me. You know what I mean?
0: yeah that would and, be awesome there's another trip <laughs> right there's another trip there's
3: another trip
0: right. but what well, what would be your scariest uh, yeah like i said we have trips what jesse go ahead go ahead oh i i was just gonna say now what was your scariest
1: experience <laughs>
4: What was my scary, scariest experience out digging? Well, a couple of things come to mind. When I was in England, um, it wasn't too scary because I had my back turned. But uh, when, once I got out of the vehicle and realized what had just happened, um, we were going down the road, and in England the roads there are very narrow and there's no shoulders to them. And then there's this huge ditch and then a, a set of hedgerows that line the fields, you know. And we're in this back country, middle of Colchester. And we're coming home and it's raining a little bit and we're talking. We had the a van in front of us and we're in this van. And we're in I was in the back. And we had opposing seats. So about four and four, we were all looking at each other, and then there was a driver <laughs> and a passenger. And we're talking and everyone's just cutting up and talking, just like we're talking now, yakking away.
5: Right. And
4: um they're talking up front. I could hear them just going back and forth and talking. And all of a sudden, we caught a wheel into that ditch. And we just started from full speed. We just hit that ditch and we all started just bouncing around back there, you know, bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. And we came to a stop really quick. And we didn't hit anything, but that mud in that ditch really slowed us up real fast, you know. And uh, everyone was okay, thankfully. Uh, We were at such a pitch that we had to like climb out the sliding door and kind of mountain climb out of that van and got out. And uh, yeah, he got on the walkie talkie. told the other van hey we just wiped out and the, the van was still operational didn't get banged up that bad because we kind of hit the hedgerow and that kind of just kind of held us upright just enough that we didn't sink down into the mud which would have stopped us a lot faster you know right. originally so we survived it everyone was fine they pulled the van out there took it to our place we ended up keeping using it uh it was fine but it was sure scary that was one of the scariest moments i had uh you know out on a hunt out with that And then this other story I have, uh (laughs) me and my buddy Tony, he had gotten us permission that kinda happened kinda weird. Some guy just he was out scoping an area, kind of getting his bearings, looking at some land, and this guy pulled up in truck, said, Hey, what are you doing? And Tony told him and they got to talk in and hit it off. And he's like, my family's owned all these acreage out here, thousands and thousands of acreage. Um, yeah, sure. Do what you want. Hey, you want me to show you where the bottle dump is? Hey, do you want me to show you where they found gold in this creek over here? Hey, do you want me <laughs> to show you where the old home sites were? And my, Tony calls me. He's like, we just hit the jackpot. You know, this guy's so cool. And he kept coming out. And Tony went out there twice before me. And the guy came out with back hose and like opened up the bottle pit for him and oh, man. brought him beer and brought his dog out there. And they were just hitting it off about the best permission you can imagine. Wow. So him and I went out there two weekends in a row and hit the bottle dump. And we're just down there. And then, you know, he's got his sidearm on him because there was rattlesnakes out there. And the guy said, yeah, you see a rattlesnake. If you want to shoot it, go ahead and shoot it. And it's whatever, if it's close or whatever. So he's got that on him. We're digging bottles. Everything's cool. We put up a canopy. We're just having a blast well this other truck this black truck this guy was in a red truck black truck was sitting on this ridge and i kind of hey you noticed that truck yeah yeah i noticed him he's been sitting there for a while pretty soon here come this truck four-wheeling it over ground heading towards us and it caused us to kind of step back a minute and guy pulls up real nice dressed guy he's got this beautiful wife in the truck with him kids in the back and he goes uh what are you guys doing and we said we're uh digging for bottles and old relics yeah he's like uh And uh, who gave you permission to be out here? We're like, oh, Brad did, Brad, the owner, the owner of the land. He's like, he's not the owner, I'm the owner.
1: Oh,
0: (laughs) so this
4: guy, Brad, had been BSing us the entire time. Oh,
0: and he even brought out a backhoe
4: (laughs) backhoe. And he's like, "Who's this Brad guy?" So we like pointed him out. He lives in that house over there, this big, beautiful mansion. And he goes, oh, "Well, I'll be right back." And he heads over there. The guy was living in a trailer. He was a groundskeeper. He was living in a trailer behind this big mansion. <laughs> he's kind of he's it, taking care of the ground, and you know, he was just kind of one of those guys that wanted to befriend everybody. And uh, so it wasn't real scary, but I mean, it was kind of a unique experience. So I thought I'd tell you about it. Uh, now, did
0: Brad get fired? <laughs>
4: Brad came out you know it was a typical thing you know the guy was caught you know he was caught in a lie and he came out after that guy left he's like oh yeah well the transfer of the land deeds are turning over now between my family Yeah and right family. yeah yeah and he was explaining himself off and but the new owner the real owner said we could stay there as long as we he didn't want to spring in our guns out there and um she we actually we, sure. we didn't go we didn't go back we actually never went back cuz right. we were just like yeah it's kind of a weird thing you know right
3: and, <laughs> when it gets when it gets sketchy, it's time to rethink the rethink the whole thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we were
4: finding bottles from the twenties and thirties, so it wasn't they weren't going back that far. You know what I mean? So yeah, we started right. up on this. Yeah, <laughs>
0: dirty dirt detect or dirty girl detecting has any cool Bottle.
4: Yeah, we found um, some really cool perfume perfume bottles and uh, a lot of sauce bottles. Of course, you know from the twenties and thirties, they used a lot of sauces back then. And uh, we found uh, some whiskey bottles, some really cool patent whiskey bottles uh, with that federal mark on it and all that stuff. And we found a lot of old compacts and lipstick containers uh, that we'll track down and out of this company out of New York and uh, find the brand and all the ad that used to run back in the 20s for it and stuff. So it was, it was pretty cool.
3: Yeah, lipstick containers are a, a very collectible item.
4: They are. Uh, they are.
3: Uh, a lot of people collect those things.
0: Yeah. Uh, let me say hi to Emily. Hi, little dirt diggers. Hey, Good to see you. you hi, Shannon, if you're yeah, there Shannon, with them. Her. Um, uh, excellent. That yeah. a nice story, D. J. Yeah. Yeah. So how's Tony doing? He didn't go to England with you?
4: No, he uh, was set up for it. He had to bail. Something came up in his world, and he had to bail on the trip. Uh, and that's how Kevin with Potter County Diggers got in is cause Tony bowed out and they brought Kevin in and because um, Tony and I were gonna room together because we're buddies, you know, digging partners mm-hmm. and then we we're gonna shack up. They're gonna put us with nugget noggin and then uh you know, Kevin took a spot and was really up for it. And boy, Tony was just crushed, really. I mean, he was really looking forward to it. So I'm sure when we go again, he's gonna try his best to get back in there and go. Cause he would just he would love that. He would absolutely love it. Well, you know, I know how excited I, uh, he gets with the stuff around here and he would just
0: You'll you'll have to call into the show when
3: when Tony's on in July. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me let me say hi to one of our Flash Band members, Thomas
4: folks
0: Hey, lucky Let's Ducky, ducky Thomas, Thomas folks, folks. How are you?
4: Hello, Thomas. Hey, Depp Thomas Spader. Is Depp in Spader the and depth uh, Spader. Depp Spader also up in the can. Good to see yeah, you. Yeah, Depp on.
3: Spader, yeah. So. Um,
4: but yeah, I will. If he's coming on in July, Ed, I'll definitely do that. I'll call up and uh, you know I'll disguise my voice, and we'll have a. <laughs> Here, here's your life, Tony. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: uh, Tony's a good guy, man. Really enjoyed digging with him.
0: Yeah, he seems like a good guy. I I like I go into mostly his coin roll hunting streams, mm-hmm. but uh we've gotten
4: on some really good property here lately. We've gotten on, uh, through, through, through a friend of ours, through our treasure hunting club. She's gotten us and put us on some property that, uh, dates back about as far as you can, as far as settlements here in Colorado with people moving West, you know, the big right. push West for the gold rush and all that stuff. So we're, you know, we're in the 1850s, 1860s, mainly 1860s. Um, so that's about as old as you can get here and we're finding you know we're finding soldier items uh, from the union cavalry we found a union cavalry camp here Um, now of course they weren't active you know civil war veterans you know active duty actually in the civil war but they were here during the civil war protecting the citizens and uh, establishing military camps and and such. and they, they carried all the same stuff they're finding out in virginia except they're in a little better condition um, you know, a lot of stuff's more pristine, you know what I mean? It's not so battle hardened, and um, which you know that has its allure too. I went to dig in Virginia this year for the first time and dug at Coles Hill, which was just an amazing experience.
0: I, I saw Matt's videos with you there, yeah. I, I so want to go dig a pit with them, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. That's it's an amazing thing, it's an amazing thing. They metal detect. To find something to give them an excuse to open the ground up and then look for pit remnants to dig a pit you know what i mean mm-hmm. some, some people probe looking for pits trying to hit right. a bottle or piece of glass or bone and uh other people they just metal detect and when they find a target they dig a much bigger hole than they would need to to find a little tiny bullet like this but they're doing that they're opening it up so that they could uh Look for remnants, bone, right. glass,
3: right, right.
4: Then dig, you know, look into it deeper.
3: Okay, Altorzi Gal O oh, has a question for you. What does what do you think of the EW Apex? And does it does he, do you think it will get one of and does he think he will get one in his arsenal? There
4: you go. <laughs> yeah, the new Garrett Ace Apex. Brand new metal detector just came out. They had a big launch this last week. Yeah, um, yeah it was, uh, I thought the launch was done really well. I wasn't a big fan of the workup teaser videos they put out. Right. I understand they had to kind of change up the way they did things uh, because they had planned on kind of revealing it at the Charles Garrett Memorial Hunt this year, which got canceled. So they had to change up the way they were going to release that detector.
3: Right. Um, Everything got canceled.
4: Yeah. You know, and I thought the teaser videos they did leading up to it, I thought they were a little cheesy and I didn't think they did a very good job with them, uh, but you know, that's what they wanted to do. That's what they did. Um, and that's fine. That's fine. But the reveal they did, I thought was done really well. They were signing people up to come check out the reveal and, and they just did a really good job with it. Um, what do I think of the detector? Well, I think, uh, I think a lot of people were a little disappointed that it wasn't a new flagship, uh, uh, detector for them. It wasn't like a revision of the AT series. Um, it was, it was a revision of the, uh, step up in the ACE series. Um, but they figured out the multi-frequency, they figured out that technology and they've got that in their arsenal now. So I would be willing to bet that it wouldn't be too long before we're seeing it in their higher end machines. Um, I think a lot of people were disappointed that the machine wasn't waterproof. And when I look at it from a, you know trying to put myself in a manufacturer's shoes, if I'm going to put out an A series product, probably not going to make it waterproof because that's going to add two three hundred dollars to the product. Right. And right. It's going to take it out of that competitive market, and especially if the AT series are already waterproof, and then I can throw in the multi-frequency into that and come out with some new uh, you know flagship uh, detector later on. Right. Um, you know, it's just real interesting decisions, and Garrett made them for a reason. I'm sure they put a lot of thought into it, and um, will I get one? I think she, she had said, uh, will I get one? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to pick one up. But yeah, you wouldn't right, turn it down. Yeah, you're not
3: going to turn it down one's offered to you, for sure. Worried the other question that I keep, I keeps getting repeated on here, and they're collaborating for, I want to see some treasure for yeah. We
0: we, we lined treasure up. Porn, we yeah.
3: lined up. We
0: asked Ken to yeah. get some fines. So yeah,
4: I grabbed. I grabbed some things. I don't know how they're well. They're gonna come. Yeah, and I'm something.
3: getting. I'm getting. I'm getting. Uh, does he have any credit report? <laughs> does he even <laughs> in the show? What's he got for show and
0: tell? just <laughs> says they said it was the first of a series of rollouts.
4: There you go. Holding
0: out for a new AT Max.
4: Yeah, with the multi-frequency, right? Yeah. And I, th- I think a lot of people will. I think they're going to dominate the big box stores. I think they're just going to dominate the you know, you know, Cabela's and all that stuff with the, the new uh, Ace Apex. Um, and people will pick it up. People love Garrett. People will pick it up just to get that multi-frequency. Um, they'll deal with the the rainproofing of it, and that's still pretty pretty good. Um, but I think my buddy Tony's going to try and get one for sure, and uh, we're having Steve Moore on the Relics Radio podcast here on Thursday night. Uh, so I will mention that here tonight that if any of you want to come over to the Relics Radio show on Thursday night, we've got Steve Moore on, and we're going to ask him all these questions and more for sure, and uh, get some information out of him. And at the end of that, if he wants to send me one to review, absolutely, I will, Steve. <laughs> 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 I doubt, <it. laughs> I doubt Not that's a problem, happen. right? What
0: now, how how can they find if they don't? Know- know of your podcast already the podcast how can they find you
4: yeah Google's a great thing these days and if they just google relics radio two words relics radio you'll see it come up it'll say relics radio on spreaker.com and that's the best way to find us the first link that comes up is the best one and just click on it and you'll take it over there and uh and uh you'll uh you'll be able to find us for sure we've had some great guests on lately i'm telling you we've had some really great guests on Cool. Uh, treasure porn. Okay. First thing I grabbed. I don't know how it's going to come on the camera, but I told you I went to digging in Virginia. And well, When digging in Virginia, the big thing is to put these shadow boxes together, and display boxes. And then every day at lunch, you go and you put your displays out. These are just a few of the items I found. I'll go ahead and put it up here and see what we can do here, and I'll see what it looks like. Eyes. Okay. So as some three oh, ringers. Oh, three ringers. Some Williams cleaner, the one with the little nubby at the bottom of it, is a Williams uh, cleaner. Um, and nice. uh, the thing in the middle is called a belt keeper. Uh, soldiers use that to keep their belts together. I didn't know what it was, but uh, Matt Howe was able to identify that for me. The long thing that looks like a long bullet is actually a uh, a carved bone handle knife. Um, uh. That um, it's a knife handle actually that's busted off but it's decorated by the soldier that made it. He's carved those little notches in there. If you can try and get a nice, see those little notches in there. Um, all those rivets came from the, pack, the backpacks that they had. They, they wore out really easy. That's a piece of a J hook there next to the belt keeper. Um, and one thing I didn't know until I got up there because I'd never dug a Civil War bullet before uh, is the base of these Civil War bullets. They all have different features on the inside of them that tells you what, what uh, armory they came from sometimes you can get a star bullet and i think that red colored one right in the middle is a star bullet it's got a star insignia on the inside of the cone so that makes that mm. a little special
3: so they're, they're all basically signed by the manufacturer they got their stamp out of it, per se
4: that's right yep that's wow right. cool um so yeah that's a bunch so of cam those, lead. so those
3: look like they're in pretty good shape like they didn't really hit anything
4: no these are dropped these are dropped pieces oh, okay. i found a couple of fired pieces also that are in a different box mm-hmm. all the fired ones together and stuff so yeah that's digging in virginia you can still see all the red dirt all over it no one right. really cleans that stuff off they just kind of leave it there
3: what's, um, what's the those little white things on the sides
4: yeah, that's just you pieces want... of camp lead oh okay just melted camp lead you know, no. were, from
0: when they were pouring bullets
4: and yeah, stuff? Pulling, pouring bullets, you know, they, they camped all winter there at Coles Hill and they were, they were bored. You know, <laughs> so they did things like one, one cool find you can find there. I haven't found any, but you can find carved bullets. So they take those three ringers and they would carve them little scenes into them and, and figures and carve <laughs> them into little horses and stuff. And if you find a carved bullet, it's really a cool uh, oh, that's cool. I imagine
3: that would be a special find. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it seems to me I saw somewhere where they found part of a chess set where they carved the pieces out of a bullet.
4: Yeah, they would make chess sets out of those bullets, carving yeah. all the pieces. Awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. I found learned something there If been digging in Virginia. Our buddy that was there with us, Frankie, he uh, dug a pit and he found a hair dye bottle. And you're thinking, what in the heck would hair dye be doing in a Civil War soldier's camp? Well, I guess it's a thing. I guess it, they would, they, the vanity was uh, <laughs> Vanity's what they did. Always been around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and the older guys, they didn't want to look old to the younger guys and they wanted to not be seen as, you know, a weaker or anything like that. So they would dye their hair. Plus I heard that, you know, sometimes prostitutes would visit those camps um, and they would dye their hairs to make themselves more attractive. And I just, I, it blew my mind what a hair dye would be doing. That little tiny bottle was, probably worth a good amount Uh, i think they're highly collectible those bottles but wow so talking to that about that camp lead let me let me show you this kind of a cool thing this isn't anything i found this is something i received as a gift but missouri mike my buddy over there and mike clutter in missouri um he started getting into making these little figurines so, what he would do is as he's out there digging and metal detecting, just like those little white pieces you were asking about, Jess, right. he collects all those pieces of camp lead and all the places they dig out there in Missouri. And when they travel, he just collects it and collects it and collects it. And then he melts it down and he makes these little tiny soldiers. Oh, little tiny so, sil- these little Civil War oh, soldiers. Oh, cool. Uh, and, pours very them into cool. A mold and he repurposes that camp lead from the Civil War camps. Wow. These little soldiers. And then he hand Those Civil them. War soldiers
3: are actually from the Civil War.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So right. this this piece of lead was from the Civil War. That's pretty War. awesome. And uh, how cool is that? I just that think that's awesome. one of the coolest things He made a couple of them. He made send me a big one on a horse and stuff. This guy's got a bugle and stuff. And these guys sit over and watch me edit videos all the time. They sit over at my desk and watch over. Wow, it. That, that's
3: awesome. That's truly awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, when you think about, it, he's making Civil War lead soldiers out of Civil War lead. Yeah. That is really cool.
4: Yeah. Here's a first for me. Um, we're like I said, uh we've been digging this these ranches and stuff over in this real old area of Colorado. And um my our buddy Beth uh looked down and she found the bottom side of a point, an Indian point, uh-huh. Native American point. And so I said, Whoa, there's 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 uh, artifacts around here?" And she goes, oh yeah. She goes, you gotta keep your eyes down. So my ears are listening to tones and my eyes are wandering for points. And I found my very first Indian artifact. Um, it's not quite a point, but if you can see it, let me see what I can do about this. You can see- um, Oh, it's, it's been worked. Front, yeah, it's definitely been worked. It's a front part of a blade. Everyone yeah. thinks it's a blade, um, pretty small. Could it be a scraping tool? Could have been um, a scraping
3: tool. to been a scraping tool.
4: Yeah, but it's definitely worked around the edge. Really right. thin, really sharp in the front, and yeah, I'm just really excited to have seen that right. on the ground and able to pick that up. See you know, sometimes, sometimes
3: when you see those and you think, oh man, there's a broken, there's a broken point, it, it may never have actually been a point. It may have been being worked as one, but it broke halfway through,
4: or a blank. and they turned it into a scraper. Yeah, and they turned a the scraper, you know. maybe even a blank they were going to take with them elsewhere, you know? Right, okay. yeah. Yeah. But it is really, really cool. I enjoyed, that. I enjoyed finding it. I was really excited. Um,
0: I like it when I find arrowheads or chips and especially if it's been heat treated, you know, it's been.
4: So this is one of the most pristine buttons I found out there. It's just a general service Eagle button. Um, but the makers mark on everything tells me a lot about it. And, uh, this one just has, it's, this was a dropped brand new button. I don't know if it was carried in a sewing kit because it was actually next to a bunch of old sewing needles that I found. So, uh, let's see if this comes through on the camera.
0: Oh, yeah. That's the War of 1812
3: one.
4: No, I think this is no. War of No, detail?
3: it is. Oh, no, there's a detail. It is, that is detailed. It's not that's the same new, eagle.
4: That, that's brand new.
3: That's beautiful.
4: And, uh, yeah, it's it's an amazing, amazing button that has the most detail I've ever seen on a button that I found, and it's just it's in pristine condition. I mean, full shank, wow. everything's brand not new on crushed. it, not crushed. Nice, I just dropped it and crushed it. Uh-oh. But, uh, you, know,
3: you, probably, you probably just did more damage to, us than to it than it's ever been done to.
4: But yeah, finding stuff like that out here in Colorado is absolutely not very not very common. Um, it 's pretty rare out here to stumble upon an area that 's producing finds like that right This is called a star carbine bullet from a star carbine that was used by the u s cavalry This is a uh sixty four cali uh, sixty four caliber or a fifty four caliber maybe sixty four caliber it 's pretty big it 's got a con- cone in the bottom of it and uh, these were fired from uh, breech loading rifles one of the first breech loading rifles that they put in out here called the star carbine and they issued them to the uh cavalry units that came through here not too long after we started finding all these cavalry unit items um there's a little 44 bullet from a dragoon's pistol um tony found a company letter b and cross sabers from a civil war era soldiers hat cavalry soldiers hat and um uh so you know we're just we're really excited we know we're in this really great area and we're just pounding it like crazy and trying to add all the other properties adjacent to this uh, right into it.
3: So let me let me ask you this: mm. Were you into history before you started metal detecting, or did history get into you after you started metal detecting?
4: Yeah, that's a great question. I ask everyone that too when I interview them because I think the answers are always pretty similar and stuff. Um, no, I wasn't interested in history at all. Are you couldn't, I couldn't care less, to be honest with you. I, yeah. when I started getting into genealogy about seven years ago, that uh-huh. started getting me thinking at least into the lands that my ancestors came from. And, and that led me into certain things and finding out what the lands there looked like and stuff. But once I started picking up, um, Even gold prospecting didn't do it for me. Gold prospecting was more technical for me. I wanted to learn the techniques. I wanted to learn how to find the gold in the river and the pay streak and all that stuff and how to sample. But um, uh, when I started detecting, everything changed for me. Everything changed for me. I always thought detecting was going to be a very solo thing. You just walk around one guy with a detector head down, no one else talking to you.
3: Minding your own business. Minding your own
4: business and just finding treasures or not, just having a good time. But it turned into the research to me when I started doing research and started finding out, especially here in my local town, what what the start of my town was, where they used to hang out, where the circus was, what happened. All these old newspaper articles started learning about stuff, how the town grew, where it grew from, um, you know, where the fairs were at, all that stuff, the car races. I wanted to find out where people were gathering where the bars were where were they drunk at (laughs) and dropping (laughs) coins right (laughs) dropping nuggets
0: through the floorboards
4: exactly that led me into history and then i it grew out from my local town to the state and then even further like you know find seeing people find stuff over new hampshire and then so i'll go research that area where they found it and find all the stuff that was happening around the 1750 that they said that item was from you know what i mean and and then it just has blown up for me. And now the research and yeah. the history is probably one of the most enjoyable things. Right. And
3: I've no, I've noticed that about, about metal That If they not only do they love the hunt, but they love the research of the history of what of the things they find. And that's, you know, more treasure, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Or just, you know, to me, the things that are cool to find are the things you don't know what they are. Um, You know the things that you look at, and you're like, man, what is that? You know, and you got to go there, look it up, and find out that it's some part off of a, you know, an old uh, rifle or something that they hunt hunt buffalo with or something. You're like, cool. Here's the first. Here's the second find of my life ever with a detector. Wife had bought me a detector for Christmas one year, and I went out in my backyard and found this little cheap 925 ring. But it was my second find ever. Hey,
3: silver on your first find. Can't beat that.
4: This is what got me hooked right here. That yeah, red. no doubt. I was like, this is in my backyard. Are you kidding me? What else is out there? Actually,
0: my best metal detecting finds have been in my backyard. Found my first silver in my backyard also.
3: That's because nobody's nobody's hit them yet. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Outdoorsy gal. Out, out, oh. She wanted to know, do I go fishing? And do you know a YouTuber called Colorado Fisher? I do know Colorado Fisher. I met him through Tony. And um, no, I haven't been fishing with them yet. Um, I keep telling Tony he's got to take me ice fishing, but he just hasn't yet. And I probably haven't fished for about, oh, it's probably been about 15 years since I moved out of California. I left California in 2000. uh, So what's that, 20 years ago now? Um, But I used to do a fair amount of fishing in California. Just when I moved here to Colorado, I got busy with life and kids and everything like that and um, just fell out of it. So I I enjoy it. I love bass (laughs) fishing. Bass fishing is my favorite.
0: I used to walk the river a lot, bass fishing and and smallmouth and stuff. But ever since I got back into prospecting, I kind of haven't looked back.
3: Yeah, I, I haven't gone fishing in eight years. Yes. I've been doing this
1: since
0: you started prospecting.
3: Right,
4: right. I have a lot of hobbies. I have a lot of hobbies, man. I really do. And I, right I, now I'm not. I got a lot of them put on the side right now.
3: Yeah, same here. I'm just gonna say that I do too. I have lots of hobbies, lots of projects, but they're all just sitting there while I go. prospecting. <laughs> <laughs>
4: People keep telling me I got to make more wine. I make my homemade wine and homemade uh, hard cider and uh, I make homemade cheese. And uh, oh, cool. i really oh. into cooking and stuff. And I'll, I'll send you
0: me, my address <laughs> for the hard cider. I like the
2: cheese. Yeah, <laughs> I like the cheese too. See, remember, what, I get remember, that from everybody. There's a, there's
4: a free rule. There's a
3: free rule.
2: I, get, I get
4: that from everyone. I'm like, yeah, I got to go make some more because like, I'm out of everything. I got one bottle of wine left. I think it's like four years old now. But uh, yeah, I need to make some more for sure because I love it too. It's great, but I uh, find the time, it's like everything else. No, like Dennis,
0: is well. uh, DK's yeah, from great, Colorado. You
1: know,
4: what was that from Colorado.
0: Northern, uh, Colorado,
4: Northern Colorado.
0: Northern Colorado, Dennis. I'm not not VA. He was yeah. there with Matt Howell of Gone Digging.
4: Oh, great! Yeah, Tazzy Adventures. Hey. Yep. Hey
0: Brad, good to see hey, you. Cassie. Say hi to Sarah.
4: Yeah. Good to see you, man.
3: <laughs> Dirty girl detective. Fishing where the best finds are often edible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> good.
4: Yeah, that's it. I just grabbed a few things, you know, a little little key winder. I found this little keywinder here. Uh on a property dated around 1865 or so so that was pretty cool. i love i like little finds like that you know nothing's worth anything but you know they they're cool they're cool finds little right. golden diamond ring i came up with uh in the park out hunting with my son um you know all kinds of items so i didn't pull too much stuff out that's about it oh man <laughs> more, so, more finds
3: important. have you been uh, uh scuba see what are they like, talking about magnet fishing count does magnet fishing count
0: it's a treasure former treasure right.
3: hunting you betcha it does. i think it counts i'll
4: tell you what i'm into i'm into forest fenn's treasure hunt you guys familiar with forest fan oh yeah oh yeah yeah i'm one of those crazy searchers i've been a searcher for about four years now been out a number of times only filmed it once you guys can catch that on my my YouTube channel, Adventures in Dirt. Look way back towards the beginning. Uh, just look look up Forest Finn. You can search my channel for it, and you'll see a trip I took out to um, Wyoming with my family on Easter Sunday. One day, we drove eight hours out there, spent the night, and went out to to my solve because I was I was convinced I had figured it out. So convinced that we did the trip. So didn't work out, of course, but. Um, sure uh gained an ap- appreciation for that part of the country and uh since then i've had my, my ideas have changed a lot and continue to i'm getting ready to put out a bunch of videos on forest fans so stay tuned for that on my channel hope you guys don't get sick of it because i'm going to put out quite a few
1: videos.
0: <laughs> oh no it'd be interesting uh you should uh hook up with a friend of ours here at Flashing your pan nugget brain wayne peterson He's also in Colorado. He's clear down um, in the southwestern corner of Colorado, though.
1: But.
4: Yeah, I'd like him to teach me about um, detecting on some tailings, some tailing piles, because I've never really? done that. I never swung a detector over to tailing piles. And I can get my hands on a PI machine and we can get out there and get uh, some tailing piles. I just don't know how to go about approaching it.
3: Well, you got, you got Wayne. You also got Bill Southern, too. Oh, uh, he's in Arizona, oh, he's in Arizona, okay, right. He's in Arizona,
0: but if you wanted to learn about nugget shooting, bill Southern be the guy to talk to or Kevin Hoagland
4: yeah yeah i'd like to I'd like to get into that Because um, all I've ever done is just panned and sluiced and you know had a good time, very recreational you got a lot hey, of fun I, I, there's
3: there's hey there's people out there that's all they do, and they do really well, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. just paying the solution, you know. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> do you ever
0: do any, like, gym yeah. hunting of any type? Uh, Colorado's well known for it.
4: Yeah, they do. They have quite a few spots. I have never done it, though. Never. Not once. I know a lot of people that have, and it's just never... <clears throat> Another hobby, right? <laughs> it's well, it's just that's, something. that's
3: one of those things too, where you gotta you, you gotta do a lot of research before to know where where to go, where you can go. Uh, yeah, because like well, like that, gold claims and stuff, they have those out there too. You don't yeah, want to be jumping on somebody's. Uh, well, there. that's
0: like with our research. It's not so much here in our neck of the woods right now, Jesse, but. During the winter back home in Washington and stuff, I'd research a lot on BLM well, uh, right.
1: files. That's what I'm and, talking about.
0: Yeah, it's, you, it's your responsibility to right. find open land. Claim jumping is a class A felony, and they can end up having every, all your prospecting stuff right. compensated. With us, yeah, like with us
3: here... You know, we either have a private permission or we go to our local GPA, uh, lease or OSPA lease. Yeah. So we're not, we don't have that to worry about, you know, we're out there. You, you have to be careful where you go yeah. unless, you know, you got permissions or firewood yeah. club.
4: I got an idea. I just haven't done it yet. Uh, yeah, you're right. And, you, you know, study my line ma- my land matters and mm. and make sure you're not mm. doing anything. There's, a, there's, there's some good books out there also. So the guy right. Steve here wrote that uh, tells you about a lot of the free sites you can go to and such. And those are okay. But re- uh, what I really want to do is I actually want to do the research on this one river that comes down this one Canyon and they're all claimed up. It's all claimed up, but a lot of the claim owners are out of state. And I want to write those claim owners. And I want to say, Hey, if you want me to go, I'll go and take pictures of your claim markers. I'll set them up. I'll fix them up for you. I'll repair them if they need repaired. I'll do some sampling and send you some sampling reports if you want. If you just let me and my son go do some very recreational sluicing and panning on your claim and see what they would say. What do you guys think they would say? Do you think an out-of-state uh, claim would let me do that?
0: Some you have a very good chance, yeah. As a claim owner myself at one time, I would give anyone who gave me the courtesy to ask permission. But on the grounds of permission, they would have to tell me what they found and how much of it and where so I could grit it off. I never took anything, no 10% or 20 They kept it all. I just wanted to know exactly what and where they found it so I could grid it off on my map.
4: Yeah, and that's very valuable information for you if you are able to get it to yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, If they're local, I'm sure it might be, uh, yeah, maybe one time you could come out while I'm there. But if they're out-of-state claim holders, um, I would say especially offering what you're offering, it definitely wouldn't hurt to ask. I bet you'd get a lot more yays than nay. And all you
3: need is one good yay, right? Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: With, you know, 100 claims up and down this canyon river that is, you know, has a large history of gold producing, uh, a huge gold producing area that, you know, it's been worked to death in the past but there's still gold there. Uh, there's still gold in that river. Right. All those people wouldn't have claims on if there wasn't. <laughs> right. Uh, right. You know, and it's constantly being replenished. So yeah, I would just, I think that's, that's my tact for maybe for next summer, uh, get out there with my son and try to get some permissions ahead of time. Uh, I've mean, got another Tony one was, for you. you know, it this.
3: She wants to know how about Spelunky? Do you I explore like caves? It. Ooh, I, I love spelunking. Do you? Oh, oh yeah.
0: yeah. I'd love to do that with Aqua Jigger.
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I see those videos he put out. Now, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not <laughs> right. Some people are like that. Some Especially, people aren't. And I'm not.
3: Right. Especially like when he, finds, when he finds, like that last one he found, wherever he was at. It was just a little opening, man. Just a little opening. He you knows there's a game down there. And he dug it out and squeezed himself down there, and wow. He does, like, quite a bit. I need to get
4: myself in there. I just need to be in there. I need to be in
3: there.
4: I have to be in there. (laughs) So, no, outdoorsy Gallo, not not a chance. I'm just not a big (laughs) – I've been in caves before. I've been in mining caves and old mining shafts and did some tours and stuff like that. So, I'm not necessarily too claustrophobic. I just – spelunking is just not something – I don't know if I when really you it. have scuba, to get down in
0: oh yeah All i'd right, like so. to get certified but yeah. um that, that'd be nice i could utilize that but i don't need certification if i use my hookah right.
3: <laughs> yeah i agree chef that's that's, that's pretty crazy
4: I still don't know what inspires somebody to see a little tiny hole that you you know
3: that, <laughs> the the, the believe that they can get down in there yeah and you have
4: the desire know. to to do that and if I need right. to widen it another inch so that I can oh. wedge <laughs> myself in there I'm gonna do it.
2: <laughs> Me and Chef Barry don't fit in holes like that.
0: <laughs> well, I, I can understand why you big fellows wouldn't want to, you know.
2: I'd be wedged somewhere. Oh,
0: I I'm. I've been into some natural caves uh, back home that one part we called the wormhole for a reason. And it it was a wormhole for a guy like me, Dan. You'd you'd come up to it and say,
3: hell no, Ed. I'm not going through that. You're on your own. I I went down in a a mine in Nevada, a tungsten mine. Uh, we climbed out about 50 feet down a rickety old ladder to the first station, and walked. That the guy that that was that we went with had experience, so we trusted him. He was showing us things like Widowmakers and and you know how not to get lost down there and stuff like that. But the thing that that amazed me about that was we were down there. We went. We came to a little opening. We went through it, and it opened up in this huge cavernous space i mean you know three stories four stories tall probably about as big around as a oh half a walmart i guess you know where they had actually dug dug out all the tungsten ore out of that space dug it all out through that little hole in the carts wow. you know wow. amazing wow. amazing stuff that is but that was one time, and I'm good after that. I don't need to go down <laughs> there. That was pretty scary. I mean, you know, climbing down that rickety ladder, knowing that we only went fifty feet, like it kept going. You know, it went down even way further down. So, old rickety uh, ladders could really be, wooden ladders. Going could be spring.
0: dangerous.
3: Yes, very. No thanks. But, Holy hey, Toledo when jazz. You're, when you're when you're young and dumb, you know, you'll do things like that. <laughs>
0: That's right. Well, my friend DK, we're wow, a little into overtime. Time flies when you're having fun. Right. Um, it has been, has
4: been fun. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on and lively chat. I appreciate everyone in the chat room that came by to say hello. Oh, get yeah. a chance. If you get a chance, head on over to Adventures in Dirt on YouTube and check me out take a look around if you like what you see hit the subscribe button we'd like to have you over there as part of the family and on all the other social media adventures and dirt you can find me there also catch me thursday nights at 8 p.m on relics radio just search that on google you'll find me there of seems like i'm everywhere these days (laughs)
0: Uh, also there's a link to his channel in the description below so please visit dk's channel if you're not yet a subscriber um D.K. A privilege having you back again. Um, had a great time. A lot better this time than when I was trying to run the show off my laptop. I tell you.
4: Um, yeah, definitely turned out great.
0: Thank you very much, my friend. And I'm you never know you might get a message from me sometime through Facebook saying, "Hey, D.K. I'm gonna be in." in um northern colorado sometime my my cousin actually lives in loveland so you never
4: know any time oh. anytime just hit me up we'll get you out digging or wherever you want to go. You want to go get in a wet in a creek and just uh, Loveland's got a great place or we can go a little further South a little bit, 40 minutes away. We could put you on some flower gold at least. <laughs> oh,
0: sure. You know, some type of venture, you know, yeah, I'd yeah. bring my Nox or something and I, uh, I paid uh, enough I, for that machine. I need you start using it. All these detectorists we have on here I know, uh, uh, has put another bug in me.
3: So, <laughs> I mean, I'm always, I'm always game for something different too, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I love the prospect for gold, and I like metal detecting, but I like a lot of other things too, you know.
2: Well, we've did it before. We prospect today, then metal detect the
3: next day. Right, right. right? Yeah. Um, Hang out and do nothing one day. Let's do
2: that too. do that
3: too. Do that too. That's <laughs> the treasure there.
2: That's where we get the real gold, sitting around shooting the wind. With yeah. our
0: friends yeah. around the campfire, there's the real treasure in this lifestyles of ours.
2: Yep. We're going to meet all okay. kinds of new treasure. I
3: agree. on uh, Gal. We did have a great guest tonight. DK is a great guest. That's Thank why you. I wanted him
4: back,
0: Chrissy. Yeah. That's why I wanted him back on.
3: Because... I appreciate
4: you having me back on, for sure.
3: Well, it's been fun.
4: Yeah,
3: another and and, and yes, and we have fun every Tuesday night on this on this show with our guests and with our chat room, our loyal chat room because we have a very loyal group of of family here. The Flash
0: Fam, thank you very much for
3: being part of it, all of
0: you. Mm -hmm. And DK, you know you are part of the Flash family.
4: Well, I see you everywhere, Ed. You and I always have a good relationship. You know, out there in the internet world, and uh, it's always good to connect like this. You know, chat with each other and such. And you're always welcome on anything I'm doing. Just let me know. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll cross paths. I'm sure here and there and everywhere. And definitely uh, appreciate oh, your yeah. friendship, my friend. Absolutely.
0: Well, let us know if you're ever in Ohio. I know quite a few detectorists here too, and we could take and have you take some. Ohio glacial gold home with you, even though it's from Canada. And no, Chrissy, Canada, Ontario cannot have it
1: back.
4: (laughs) Well, Ohio is the best kept secret metal detecting. I'm telling you, I know a lot of detectors in Ohio. They're just absolutely tearing it up. And I know they would rather me keep that a secret, but Ohio is is a hotbed. It well there's there's
0: money. a few people from all over the state. I love to go out with Josh Kimmel, yeah. uh Chris from B3 Relic Recovery. He lives about 30 minutes from me. Both of them do actually. Yeah. Uh Bill Marsh from down southeastern Ohio. Um
3: Don't forget don't forget our friends uh Patrick, Patrick and and Susie Q. Yeah,
4: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's Detection Connection and Square Nail Squirrel and I got a buddy Seth that went with me to England lives out there. There's just a lot oh, of yeah. connections. Over square
3: nail Bob. I like to go metal technically with Bob. We've
2: yeah. had the relic recovers come visit us.
3: Oh yeah. Right.
0: Jocelyn yeah. and Drew came and visited us a couple of years back.
2: Yeah,
4: it was awesome.
0: really nice meeting them.
4: More trips. See? Another trip. Not gonna oh, go yes. trip.
0: <laughs> But uh you have an open invitation with us anytime, DK.
4: Thanks, Ed. I appreciate that, guys. Jess, it was great seeing you tonight. Dan, you always a pleasure. You thanks too. for uh thanks for hanging in there with us. And uh yeah. <laughs> no, it was great, man. I appreciate all you guys uh having me uh, on and chatting uh, the chat room.
0: If you want to hang out for a little bit, D.K., why wrap this up? You're uh, more yeah, than you, actually, welcome I, to.
4: I gotta get going though. Could I just get going, Ed? I gotta. Oh yeah, gotta by all means, family here.
0: By all involved, means, here. family no, 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 no. first, had, my friend. I had it about
4: eight o'clock, and uh, I got told. My yeah, yeah.
0: Friend. We we try and keep it like two hours. Uh, I I definitely, like I said, appreciate your time. Now get out of here. Go enjoy your family, my friend. <laughs> all right, guys. Have yeah, yourself a good, good night, night, man. See you good night, DK. Thanks for a having good me. Evening. Right. Our pleasure. We'll everybody you. out there, on that note, thank All you nice. for joining us here on Tuesday Night Hangout Live. Make sure to join us next week because we got something real big in store for you. Oh, I think man. you'll love it. It's huge!
3: It I think huge you'll food. love it. Going to be some big things happening for us.
0: Big. Yeah, buddy, it's going to be big. <laughs> I, I'm excited about it. Oh, now, yeah. don't forget the
3: flash. The flash bash. Flash bash. This bag's going to get more gold put in it. Oh yeah. By uh, time, by time. It happens. It's gonna be a nice bag of gold. Right on, on, right on, as Liz would say. Right on, right on, right on, right on, right on. Raffle <laughs> is it? Raffle material? Yes, it's raffle material. Yeah, I like you can buy tickets too. Yes, you can buy tickets. Too. <laughs> <laughs> only
2: one. I'll, uh, I'll
3: probably buy
0: one, it only takes two.
2: End, baby, it only takes one. I know. I know but you can buy
0: all you want. You come down, Chrissy. Come on down. We'll Please. we'll get you on some gold, and we'll go beeping with you. You and Johnny. Absolutely. <laughs> Any of you, just give us a heads up. Emails right over there. Yeah, Let us know. Scuba, bring Scuba Sonia with you. There you go. There you do go. Come on. Come on. And all of those who may still be here who are coming to Flash Bash, I cannot wait to meet you. Those I've already met and know, it's going to be great to see you on
3: the river yeah, we're again. Gonna, we're going to meet some new people. That's right. Some That's new ones. people
2: and some people that actually want to come back to the Bash. We've already mm-hmm. been there. They must have, have had a good time party. last yeah. year. We did to so
3: come back. <laughs>
0: You're more I, than welcome, I, where will. Excellent. And so until next week, I hope I see you here. May you always have a flash in your pants. And you know what he's going to say next. That's right, Jesse, because you know it happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day, too, we'll meet all of you on the river. Good night, everybody, and God night bless.
1: Everybody.
0: Stay safe. Night, Ed. Night, Good night, Jesse. Night, Good, night, night. Good night, Dan. Good oh. night, Brian. Good night, night everybody. Good night, Jared. See ya. Flashbacks, Mr. Cole. Night, Scuba, Sonja. Three, two, one. Good night, Miss <laughs> Laurel. <laughs> last, last one out.
3: Turn the lights off. Blow the lamp out. Hehehehe.